Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit. Whatever the fuck that means. That was great. I did it. Kayla, you did it. (laughs) Once again, another guest, so terrified to deliver the line. She's like, I'm not good at cussing. I'm like, however it's going to come out is the way that it's supposed to come out, and you're going to do a great job. You did. So now you can take a deep breath. (laughs) You can relax. (laughs) We didn't even need the help of Rosé this time. I know. Or whatever. Oh, no. We had Vive last time. Oh, yeah. We had Vive. Vive seltzer. Nope. Today, we are alcohol-free. We're recording on a Monday. We both had very celebratory weekends mm-hmm. so we're we're drinking by bubbles i have a jamaica blood orange flavor got a lambari lambari sounds like a car i know uh watermelon lime really good mine's really really good yeah. these are like little sparkling drinks in a can kind of thing mm-hmm. no alcohol yeah. we're alcohol free that today. we know of alcohol free um tainted oh. buys <laughs> i know i got banged around a little bit so we have some snacks obviously because oh well i guess we should say who you are <laughs> we have kayla with um, just since fit booty we're just she's just since fit booty she's back she's back with me she brought snacks of course we have chocolate covered espresso beans what's in the trail mix uh so popcorn almonds roasted almonds and then um the whirlybird granola classic granola mixed in there and then we have some blondie chocolate chip bars, which are pretty good. Yeah, um, so good. I did fail though, because no, this isn't what you're gonna. This is not what you think. Today is National Eat Your Vegetables Day, and uh, I didn't bring any <laughs> vegetables for us to eat. Okay, well, I. But already, I know you had your zucchini oats, so we're all wait, good. I I did have them today. <gasps> yeah, I had zucchini oats for breakfast this morning. I had a salad for lunch. I had a lot of veggies a lot of veggies today all right oh no i specifically was like i need to i'm gonna see kayla today i need to channel her (laughs) i need to eat my zotes so it's my favorite thing courtesy of kayla i sprinkled it with chocolate granola Mm, so good it was delicious yeah Yeah. i um did a presentation up at toyota this morning and i brought them all some zucchini and cauliflower oats people were pretty how did you transport them just in like containers oh wow that's a lot of work yeah, I mean, it was like a little taste. It wasn't like everyone oh, okay. gets a whole bowl. Okay. But like, okay. yeah, Still. just normal routine. Make up a few extra. Bring them up. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good for you. Okay, Kayla, what was your favorite workout? Okay, so this goes back a little bit, but it kind of encompasses a series of workouts that mm-hmm. I'm weaving in. So a little while back, we went out to Denver. Yes. And before we went, I was like, okay, who should I go? Where should I go? What yes, should we do? Yes, of course. Everyone. It's the best part of traveling is yeah. finding the new workout spots. It's similar to when you went to LA. Everyone yeah. told you to go to Y7. Yeah. Everyone was like, you have to go to Fierce 45. Fierce 45. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Pilates Reformer Studio. Oh. Mega yeah. Reformer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've been to the one in Ohio, Corkley in mm-hmm. Cleveland. Yep. So this is that same kind of thing. And so then hard. this one... I strategically kind of picked this class because it was all upper body and cardio because I knew we would be hiking and I was Uh like, I don't want our legs to be like totally shot Mm -hmm. and like you're smart trying to climb them out in the next day and then not. So it was, um, it was amazing. The music, I mean, so it was a hip hop explicit core cardio class. Okay. I'm already cardio upper body. I'm already in love with it. It was. What were the how so I can imagine how they did arms and like mm-hmm. core and stuff like that for sure. Obviously, the whole thing is like derived from your core. How do they make it cardio? Cardio. So that was I was picturing us doing like some sort of like a lot more like maybe like mountain climbers, jumping jacks, like just 
I don't know, even though that does obviously include lower body, but it was yeah. more so like fast, like arm circles and like punching and like oh. so, but it wasn't as much cardio as I would say I'm normally used to, yeah. which I've been told I do too much cardio. So yeah. Who, who, who were you told that by, Kayla? <laughs> Just a few people. Just a few, few people. few past podcast guests. Yeah. Johnny and Jimmy both have said like oh. I'm glad to see you're doing more strength training and yeah. not just cardio. So Well that's true. You have yeah. to, you have to oh, keep totally. it varied. Yeah. So yeah. it's been varied. It's been good. I've noticed improvements in my cardio thanks to strength. Yeah. So I mean not that I was never doing like it's just more yeah. strategic. So yeah. it's been good. Yeah. But um so then since then I came back, I did Anna Wall's class at Studio S on the Reformer. Loved it. Yeah. It's great. Anna's so great. Um so I want to get down to Prism and Twelfth Street and all those places oh. soon and just keep reforming it out. It was funny, actually someone a couple people replied to my story not realizing I was in Denver and there and someone had just moved here from Boulder and they were like, Oh my god, where is this in Cincinnati? I was like, Ooh, Oh yeah. No nope. No, I know we don't have a mega former studio Mm -hmm. and the closest one i think is in cleveland yeah which is great so for those that don't know what it's like it's like a pilates reformer on steroids and there's just a lot of different places that you can place your hands and your feet Mm -hmm. and the and you can stand you can sit you can lay it's Mm -hmm. like full body there's moving pieces on like both sides yeah it's and this place so kind of like okay obviously there's the equipment there's all this but then there's also like the whole like atmosphere and environment so everyone has yeah. like a little chalkboard at the beginning at like the front of their reformer you write your name you wrote like an intention or like really? something you came there for or you're trying to like work towards or whatever it is so like you it could be a word it could be a phrase um and now that i'm saying this i forgot what i wrote I but it was cool because then the instructor would really like call to that during class like Wait, that is crazy and seemingly so obvious right to but do just, in a studio mm-hmm. because they're they are always telling they you. They say that like think yeah, about it and you right. know. But if they can like see you struggling and be like, hey, remember that or, is and like so they effective. call it out, so it's cool. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, so if anyone's looking to implement some new stuff here, go oh ahead, and just get some little chalkboards. Yeah, That'd or just write on the wall, like whatever. Sure, sure. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, I love that. Um, so what so, about you? so you're now on a reformer kick, is what you're mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. Okay, anytime you want to go to 12th Street, okay, perfect. let me know. I do have classes at Prism 2. I'm just going to need a like 30-day in advance <laughs> warning to make sure I fully prepare my yeah. mind and my body. body. Yeah, okay. I might need to do that too then. Yeah, we have to prepare for it. Uh, okay, so my favorite workout um, was a couple weekends ago, I guess now. Um, you're going to start seeing this stuff explode all over your Instagram feed very soon if not already by the time this podcast episode airs so we did uh i did a photo and video shoot with propella Propella life Life. so Mm -hmm. shout out to brandy for inviting me there were a ton of people in the fitness space Mm -hmm. we went to iron sharpens iron their new facility i know i need to get there it is the facilities itself is incredible they did an amazing job achieving the look of like you know it's a boxing there's battle ropes it's kind of like a a big spread out facility they have heavy weights they have turf but it's like cute at the same time yeah and clean Clean and it has a lot of white and it has like a vibe and like their branding is really great yeah it's a really cool space 
the boxing area that's amazing it has like different lights like the energy there is just really really cool so what they had us do was like for the video and photo shoot it was just we just did the workout oh they just led us through a workout and then the photographer the videographer like did their stuff like wow so the workout was great they had us like move through just like different stations mm-hmm. so there's like battle ropes trx deadlifts um some like weight stuff med ball slam so they they tried to like pick exercise right that would look, look cool. cool getting photographed and yep. you know when people are doing them um but we were all like dying Drenched. sweating because you want to like so you- look good <laughs> and do it well for the camera it's like and, the like, exertion of like trying to like yeah yeah do it well and yeah look you're, good. You're, for- you're like so concentrated on your form and you know they would they the photographer the videographer would be like filming you or shooting you and maybe you were done with the set by then but like you had Still to, to look going on. because you, what, you need, i like, say this like i've done a lot of photo shoots <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah all the time no <laughs> no Kayla, you can imagine it's, like a, it's not it's not also like i'm spending all my time doing yeah photos right. and video shoots too but if Which anyone's why looking it is so for much a commissioned yeah. model that's totally fine and i say commissioned you don't even have to pay me <laughs> content is currency these days so yes. like just let me use whatever content and like we're good yeah but speaking to that so propella life have you started using and trying some of it their products are amazing yeah i was gonna circle to that yeah they have amazing products it's a like supplement protein company what's you use them a lot right what's your favorite i liked the vanilla um vegan protein powder the most um they also have like a spice chai chocolate but um sarah yanita was the one that introduced me to yeah. it and then molly and i got on a big kick with it yeah uh, molly's an ambassador yeah. i you know i use their products all the time we were a propello household yeah that's so amazing no so the phenomenal. duke like the mm-hmm. owner he was there too in the shoot and the ingredients in their products are amazing i got the i got we got a bunch of samples but i got a full size product of the pre-workout okay right yes, after i haven't tried that johnny and i talked about not using caffeine to supplement your workouts and hinder recovery <laughs> i went out and got a pre-workout well but it's, well, how much caffeine is in the pre-workout? it's 100 milligrams okay so the one you guys were talking about was, it was like, like 300 i know i know i know yeah. i know I was but still funny of like where my mind was going yeah, yeah that's funny no i i used the pre-workout today this morning before my orange theory workout and it's great it's really awesome so yeah i'm i'm really excited to see the content like i said it it the Sarah's yoga video is out already. It looks so good. Yeah. So good. It is really great. And so we, we had a boxing segment too, which I'm excited to see. Um, but yeah, it'll be, I'm hoping. That's fine. So, oh. it, it was like, so I got to work out with so many people, right? That like I would never, we would never all be able to work out together because, because everyone they're all was always teaching or teaching doing something. Yeah. yeah. So it was really fun. Like the energy was like very high. Well, a little plug. Um, what the fit exclusive? <gasps> I love a what the fit exclusive. <laughs> I wanted to have one. I didn't think I was going to, but now I do. Since you brought up Iron Sharpens Irons, um, Alex reached out to me, and we're going to be doing a nutritional seminar there in August, August tenth, cool. I believe. So a Saturday. They're doing like a lot of different. Like this past weekend, I know that I saw that they had a bar workout. Maybe that's yes. gonna, that's going to be a regular thing. But they've been doing. PT info session like he's got a good series going so yeah. I'll be there in August August 10th I believe amazing but what the fit exclusive since double fit check your Instagrams and everything for that actual confirmation oh, thank you I'll be there all right yeah okay what cool. do you want to talk about okay so I want to talk about 
I don't want to make your fitness podcast a food podcast. That's totally fine. We but can do it we're going to hijack it a, a big foodie next. So, <laughs> so we're going to talk about food trends, specifically what's happening right now, what's going to be happening, like more uh, more, exclusives. more exclusives. Mm-hmm. So I'm chewing a chocolate covered espresso beans. If anyone hears a crunch, that's what it is. <laughs> Which I think is definitely a trend, right? Chocolate covered espresso beans. Yeah, espresso beans just in pretty much everything. Maybe not. What okay. else did you put an espresso bean in? <sighs> yeah, now that I said that, I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> okay, okay we'll get, we'll get to the legitimate <laughs> trends here. So I like this first one. This was okay. labeled um, as grown-up snack time. Grown-up snack time. Yeah. Okay. And so it's funny because I don't want to say that I say this a lot, but I also always say adult lunch boxes. Or oh, like, yeah. So AKA charcuterie or mm. like, you know, those little like Lunchables that are just basically... Yeah. Lunchables, cheese, meats. So, um, like lots of single serve charcuterie, smaller boards that are just like made for like that happy hour. You know, like can't get enough of a meat and cheese board. Meat and cheese boards. So a lot of different that. A lot more of those on the shelf. This one I think is interesting. I don't know what exactly. I'm not the biggest. So it's American tea, and I don't really know if I can speak to what would classify American tea, but. Is it it's, just tea that's happening in America? I guess. So is it but like so it English says, style brought to America? Yeah. Like a tea party? And I think a lot of people are moving away from drinking as much coffee and like huh. kind of ramping well, down their caffeine intake. Not sure how I feel about that. But. <laughs> so not even just that, but like also ca- coffee alternatives. Uh-huh. Like the other day when I was at Whole Foods, long tangent, but in other words, some guy started talking to me. He gave me samples of his coffee um mushroom coffee oh yeah and these weren't just like you know the four sigmatic like Mm -hmm. packets these were organo i think Mm -hmm. and it is the coffee mushroom not the coffee mushroom spores Uh so like some like spore i probably shouldn't have drank it why because i was just nervous like the way he made it sound like it was like spores from china (laughs) i was like (laughs) is this legal you go on this Uh, psychedelic experience as you're in whole foods so i I only had one of those cantaloupes are like dancing in front of you yeah (laughs) yeah i just i felt normal i think i believe in a strong placebo effect with some of those like hokey pokey things um but yeah so like within that like i've been seeing more like nitro teas so like when I was in California, they did. They had one of those robot coffee machines on the yeah. street. On the street? Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. I you for- pay, like, put some money in. Put it your money you in. It makes your thing. It's like this big robot in the thing, and then it just, like, shoots your coffee out. What I found interesting about this is that it is a coffee machine robot, but there was a two or three it. staff members there. Like, monitoring the robot or inside the robot? Showing us how to use the the machine oh, and like okay. troubleshooting okay. and so maybe down the road they won't need those yeah, people there but yeah for sure um but yeah so i think more of that more c- like tea bars in america like oh okay instead of just coffee like so. the, we'll continue on the matcha train yeah. we'll continue there's like a bunch of cbd teas and stuff yeah, like that yeah okay i'm down yeah so you i can get along with that trend. here's another one that i'm a big supporter of innovative ice cream so not like not even just like healthy like healthy i air quotes right like like the uh, halo tops and enlightened and all that but just my stomach hurt yeah so this would be more so like there's talking like avocado or like 
tahini ice cream. Ooh. I've made a tofu ice cream. I'm going to say that that should be a thing on the market. Maybe we should tofu just... Tofu ice cream? Yeah, because you can't taste tofu, but it's a good protein source, um, and it adapts so, to the flavor of right. what you're okay. using. You could so, do like a strawberry tofu ice yeah. cream. Yeah. Tahini ice cream, I would love to try. Mm-hmm. Tahini and anything is just... Yum. So would that good. mean like banana... Like yeah. you can use like consistency or is that too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I think that would fall in line with that. Just like how can we make some sort of like frozen blended product that people it's refreshing, but it's not, you know, mm-hmm. especially dairy based in a, in a world where a lot of people are kind of not moving away from that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's interesting. I've seen a lot on like newer fats. Wait, really? New fats. Really quick. I have to do a very quick question to ask you. Mm-hmm. Do you think there will be a time when there humans will not? eat dairy like five generations ahead like will we meet move so far that we will never have dairy i don't know i'm gonna probably say no okay i agree there's always going to be a rebel that's like i'm gonna fucking eat this cheese yeah, yeah. it's just because cheese is right delicious and deli- amazing yeah. and we shouldn't stop eating it yeah. ever i th- i mean i think we're definitely at a point where you know less people are drinking cow's milk and even so like Cow's milk is often, you know, as feeding kids, it's like you're, you, if if there's a, you know, a generation that's drinking milk, it's toddlers and kids. But yeah. even more so, there's this whole movement of like a lot of parents aren't doing cow's milk after they transition off formula or breast milk. Yeah. It's a lot of the alternatives, which is a rabbit hole that we don't we don't need to go down. I, but really quickly, though, I have to assert this opinion of mine that when I see grown ass people drinking cow's milk, it freaks me the fuck out does it yeah i have a lot of friends that are like that i have a lot of friends that do it and a lot of people in my life that i love dearly that drink regular milk and i'm just every time i don't know what it is i'm appalled i'm like (laughs) it grosses Grosses you out out. but i eat ice cream i eat anything made with milk i eat like i'm not against milk at all but the act of someone watching them drink it and oh yeah well it's really i mean whole milk is the best milk to use in cooking and baking like yeah yeah it's fine but drinking is yeah it's a thing it's weird i have a (sighs) friend that like does she can't yeah she can't watch people drink it she absolutely like if you were to try to like share a dairy product like that's like unheard of (laughs) so don't do that. Oh my god. Um, okay, what else we got? A lot of products good for the gut, and that's already oh, kind yeah. of here. But in one article I read recently, it was saying like goodbye to chemicals and hello to bacteria. So like really a whole movement of like people are going to stop processing and um, preserving things with chemicals and yeah. more so with bacteria. That'll just like keep that. That's great shelf life. I feel and like you know yeah. I don't really know much of anything, Kayla, but I really think a lot of these autoimmune diseases mm-hmm. that are popping up or pe- totally. problems with their gut. I, it's, I think it's because we've just been too antibacterial. Yeah. yeah. And the gut, our bacteria, the bacteria in our gut, those cells actually outnumber the other cells in our body. Yeah. Does so they like outnumber all of like the living organisms in the world? Yeah, I think so. I think that's a, <laughs> some like that. ridiculous. So <laughs> listen to yeah, me. I know what gut. I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's see what else. There is, um, I thought this was an interesting, so in the realm of like vegetables and produce, two things, wild produce. Uh-huh. So things that are more like, um, not necessarily like your like standard spinach greens, but like dandelion, um, like very like abstract 
Okay. You know, things like, you, are we going to eat dandelions? Is that what yeah, you're saying? Different oh, okay. like plants. So they say, or just like different unusual citrus, like citrus fruits, like kumquats and. Oh yeah. I've already like seen the kumquat kind of making a come up there. Yeah. It's starting to get in the creep scene. In. Yeah. yeah so then the scene. within that, which is something that I want to be brought to Cincinnati and maybe it's here and I don't know, but like the ugly produce movement. So yes. food waste is obviously a big thing now and always and you know that's gaining tra- traction but the ugly produce um yeah they people there's nothing delivered in since i have not seen it i have not looked lately but last i checked so what that is for people that don't know let's put that out there. there's a bunch of produce right that like doesn't meet a certain just uh visual standard standard yeah and so rather than kind of tossing the deformed carrot or the pepper with like a growth on its side they put it together and then deliver them to people that don't care what their produce looks like. Yeah. So. So it's eliminating waste, which is awesome. Um, another thing is, so the, these are more like in the restaurant and like the food industry, but eating is like the whole experience as like, you're not just going there for food, obviously. Yes. We, I think we're there. We're now. there. Any um, brick and mortar location, anything that is going to get people like out of the house to do something right. that they could otherwise just do online mm-hmm. is now about an experience. Because if it's not, then I'm just going to sit at home and yeah. not have to interact with other humans. Yeah. So it was, I just not long ago watched one of the chef tables on um, the chef out in San Francisco and her name is escaping me right now, but mm-hmm. the menu is a poem. And so it's, you know, it's just like the whole thing that. from start to finish. Everything's very cool. abstract. Yeah. Um, so that's a good Fun. episode. If I can remember her name later, I'll say it. And then mm-hmm. also food halls. We don't really have one of those in Cincinnati, but no, like, but a lot of cities I go visit. Huh? Yep. Yeah. We were at a really cool one in Denver. Um, yeah, we went to one in Santa Monica. Yeah. Just like, you know, not like your traditional dining court, obviously, but mm-hmm. like yeah. food hall, beer really hall. Really great options. Yeah. That you can just kinda All like... under one roof. Like, I want this, you want that. Like, yeah. you go get the seafood. Yes. Um, Italy is probably one of my favorite ones, maybe just because it centers around pasta. Yeah, and I've never food. been there. So I've good. seen it, obviously. but um, And then also some places are going to stop moving away from like cash. Like no cash and just. I'm also totally fine with that. Yeah. Because I never have cash. No, not at all. Um. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I saw that was like interesting, like a lot more things from like the sea, like seaweed and algae and mm. salmon skins. Something that I read I'm, that people are like that. I love bringing in. Salmon skin. So do you eat the skin when you eat yeah. fish? Okay. Should I not? No, no, no. You should. Oh. You should. You should. <laughs> I think someone like, like Damn put it, that I'm up. I saw that on someone's story the other day. They were like, "Do you eat the fish skin?" It's like, yeah, sure. I used to not. But... I thought it was going to be like it's full of Oops. like mercury poisoning no but i but i don't do farm raised so i feel like that's, yeah oh yeah, yeah obviously you're in a safe <laughs> safe, safe space <laughs> safe space there yeah yeah okay so my thing i want to talk about is my meditation practice i need to update my meditation update everyone on my meditation practice because mm-hmm. it's been a little bit of time so as a reminder i wanted a meditation practice that was sustainable and was going to stick it wasn't going to be like i can do something every day for 30 days and then let it go. So in order to encourage more mindful mornings that would reward reward my brain with like a good feeling and make mm-hmm. me want to keep doing it, I said <laughs> I was going to do no phone the first hour I was awake in terms of like social yep. media. Yep. All that. I could like turn a podcast on. If right. I, like I could look at my phone to do something like that, but I wouldn't be like looking at messages. I wouldn't be looking at social media. I wouldn't be looking at email. 
Um, and I would do like mindful activities so to like make my bed make the coffee like just like get your day in order yeah Yeah. just like be present with my life um and not like start my morning looking at other people's lives Corey kind of like made that distinction at first and I was like oh that like stuck that was really powerful (laughs) you want to start your day with your own life you not kind of just looking at other people and so that it was going really well for me Mm-hmm. I would even sometimes like do the do a walk too, which was great. And then I would kind of end it with uh, meditation through the Insight Timer. Okay. Um, which is an amazing app for like guided meditation. You can pick time. You can pick like stressful day ahead or like, you know, Have you whatever. used um, Headspace? Is yes. that very similar to that? Or do you like one better um, than the other? I like Insight Timer better. One, because Insight Timer is completely free. And headspace you have to pay Pay for for it. Yeah. And I don't know. I I just am like really loving Mm -hmm. Insight Timer right now for that. And I think because you can just pick different times. Like you can pick three minutes. You can pick two minutes. And some, you know, like for me, it was like I didn't want something to be as rigid as like it's going to be a 10 minute thing. It was going to be like, what did I feel like I really needed that day or was going to get from that day? So was on a roll with it. Then I went to LA and I was like yanked out of my routine. Right. Yeah. And so then I came back and I was really tired in the morning because of the time change. And I really felt myself wanting to grab for my phone in the morning right. uh-huh. for like an adrenaline boost, a dopamine hit. Like you look at the light and you're like, it, I think there's something to be said. Like it gets you going. Mm-hmm. The problem that I think for me personally with doing that is that I didn't want to then spend the rest of my day operating from that space of like a go. You got to check. I got to go. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to like start it more calm to Mm -hmm. like hopefully to be able to carry that calm with me. But I've been able to notice for sure when I'm whenever I'm tired, my brain, it's like I want to pick it up and and just start like scrolling immediately. I haven't reverted back to like checking it very first thing but I a lot of times I'm very tempted and I don't always make the hour wow it's like well, harder now that an hour is a long time yeah I guess but Ish. it feels like it's well, not yeah like I wish I could go I longer wish it was like <laughs> yeah, I listen to me an hour is a long time <laughs> I mean it is but so yeah, yeah. so I I want to like make a recommitment to like refocus again That's like I good... kind of I was kind of been kind of falling Fall off, off and I need to get back on it. So this is the way. This is a good way for me to, to, to get, get back, back on, on track. It, it, it was really feeling great. Yeah. I was on like a good. I like that. I need to start kick. more of those and not getting on the phone for a while after I wake up would be. Yeah. I mean, because nice. then, you know, I mean, I'm already just going to be on it all day anyways with between between work, between mm-hmm. a distraction from work, like <laughs> between mess, you know, people chatting, like whatever it is, because I do a lot of like chatting through Instagram, too. Right. Yeah. Just like general, like, like this, I'm have a conversation going with yeah. someone in there for whatever reason. Like we haven't moved it to a text, text. and like, yeah, it's that. a platform for everything, it really. Oh, um, so can I follow up on how you're doing with um your summer bucket list of fitness? Oh, I haven't done anything yet. Okay, that's well, good. The, the things that I need to do, like the like the pool. Um, like let me nipper. know when you do that. Uh, I didn't I realize you guys it. were all such good swimmers. Um, <laughs> I need your help. Oh, I think I would. Let's start a. Co- I'm gonna start a coaching. Yeah. A swimming coaching, uh, thing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Work out. You guys can come to the pool and need it. And we'll help you teach us teach you how to swim. 
Um, Nick and I in our floaties. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll have like a, I want a whistle. I'm going to have a stopwatch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Coat, yeah. uh, megaphone. Yes, for sure. Yep. For sure. All that. Um, so I haven't done anything yet. Okay. Mostly because the weather's been so shitty. Yeah. And it's supposed to rain the next yeah. like eight days. Yeah. So, but I'll keep, I'll okay, keep, keep, keep you posted for sure. For sure. Okay. Wild card. <clears throat> All right. We're playing Never Have I Ever. And we're going to drink our buys each time. Wait, what's the rule again, Kayla? If I say a thing, like never have I ever do, 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 eaten do, do, do. a taco, uh-huh. and you're like, I have, then I you have drink. To drink. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to start. Okay. Never have I ever ran more than 13.1 miles. Well, okay. I mean, <laughs> technically, probably, but like I've only ever done a half marathon. But, but I've probably gone that. a little bit further than that just because of, I don't know. That's hard. I probably, okay, I'll drink. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you go now. Okay. Never have I ever puked after a workout. Okay, that is literally one that I said. Ah! Never have I ever thrown up because of a workout. I have it. So what do we do? Do we drink? <laughs> so we drink. <laughs> Cheers. We both drink. That's that's a good jinx. I've got a couple more, so in case you need one. Okay, yeah. Well, no, I haven't I ever puked before okay. because of a workout. I felt like it. Yeah. But I haven't actually done puked. it. Puked, yeah. Okay. Uh, never have I ever ate a grasshopper. Me neither. I was going to – I actually have that down too. <laughs> or like in my head, I was going to say never have I ever eaten an insect mm-hmm. or like I think I have eaten a cricket egg. though. But I didn't do a grasshopper. Yeah. Or Molly and I were talking about this before I left and I was like, well – not on a run. I haven't eaten any. <laughs> like, oh. Knowingly, like bugs just flying, flying in your mouth. In mouth. Actually, I probably have done that. But. Yeah. But not a grasshopper. Not a grasshopper. Yeah. Okay. Never, ever, ever done a beer run or like the beer mile. What's that? Like you drink, like, a, chug a beer, run a mile. Or some of them are like with associated with breweries and they like hop, hop oh, to each. Um, I've done the Cupid's Undie run and that you get you drunk you before you do. It. So, I think that counts. Or like end at a bar and you get drunk too. So I think that counts. So yeah, I drink because I've drink. done. Yeah. Okay. Or like the Huda Bowl, I think they, the, mm. the Hootie 5K. I don't know. <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps. Okay. Do you have another one? Do another one since mine was never have okay. I done it. But I don't think you've done this. It's just I've never, have you, never have I ever done a juice cleanse. <sighs> you know. Or I, tried one. Started it, finished it, touched it. I think I, I'm going to have to say I have yeah. like a two day one or something or like, and I'm th- talking, this probably came out of like a Walmart or a CVS, like, oh. the, like when I was 19 or mm-hmm. some shit, like before it was like really a thing. It was probably just like straight sugar water that I was drinking with just like some hydroxy cut thrown in. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell knows? But I'm sure I have. Okay. Okay. So we're going to go talk to a woman who has so much more. Woo! To offer than a juice yeah. cleanse. So much. Maybe some food trends we should ta- tap into We're too. Ask her. This episode of What the Fit is brought to you by the Original Method Personal Training Studio. Never heard of the Original Method before? Well, let me tell you. It was founded by Sarah Jenkins in 2018 with the intention of creating a space where your fitness and health goals can become a reality. Not only is her physical space incredible and tucked away in trendy Pendleton, but the space she creates as a community for people is outstanding. Sarah is an exceptional coach and trainer with over 10 years of experience in the fitness and nutrition industry. And that's 10 years of well-rounded 
varied experience. We're talking yogi, runner, crossfitter, heavy lifter, but every program she designs is specific to you. She starts by identifying with you, your personal goals and values. Then she constructs a fitness and wellness plan that supports you in achieving those goals. From my personal experience with Sarah, if you came to her with a goal, any goal, she is going to give it her all to help you get there. Whether it be a faster mile time, a heavier back squat, general fitness and well-being, or even just learning how to be more mindful. She creates unique and individualized programs for each and every one of her clients to help them build their own definition of health for themselves. We know by now, health and fitness is not a one-size-fits-all. The original method is about the pursuit of your best life, not someone else's. The original method has a few different personal training membership and group class options with limited spots. So check out her website today. Come in for a hell of a workout and great company too. OMPersonalTraining.com or find her on Instagram at The Original Method. My guest today is keeping Cincinnati fueled and fed with healthy, locally sourced ingredients and a creative edge. If you haven't been to Sleepy Bee, then you're most definitely sleeping on the city's favorite brunch spot. With menu items like kombucha mimosas, house-made hemp seed granola, and wholesome bowls of grains and greens, it's the perfect spot to meet post-workout for food that tastes good and makes you feel good too. Please welcome Executive Chef Franny Croner. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Did I say your last name right? Yep. Croner. Okay, cool. I always like to check, but this was fairly simple. And I'm like, I'm just going to, we're going to wing it. We're going to try it out for size. And <laughs> I'd be impressed if you mess it up. I don't, yeah. I feel yeah, like you're, it doesn't happen. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> so straightforward. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, thank you for coming. We are drinking still our buys. Um, you have some hibiscus tea. Is that what it is? Yep. From downstairs at Landlock uh, or down the street. Yeah. yeah. Landlock is the best. Um, so... Kayla stayed on too because mm-hmm. Kayla could not resist <laughs> the opportunity to talk to the chef. Is it your favorite brunch spot, Kayla? I mean, <laughs> I think so. I yeah, hands down. Brunch, lunch. You guys yeah. should stay open late That's very too. Sweet. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, CBD. It's is... really and like when people come into town and like I have friends from Chicago or when my brother comes in from California, I'm like all right, we have to go here because it's like. I don't know. People don't like to think Cincinnati has cool spots or like well, people up with are it. also then sleeping on Cincinnati yeah. because I think Cincinnati has a lot of great spots. It does. Yeah. I feel like they're figuring it out. They are. People yeah. are coming back. They're I keep. I back. came back. Yeah. See. I That's moved true. back. I well, you that. moved here. So yeah. yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> no. See, I I felt I was ahead of knowing that Cincinnati was going to be really it's cool, true. and yeah. so I got in pretty early. You did. No, not even 2012. By then, Cincinnati was already becoming was already it had, it had crossed over the threshold I yeah, yeah yeah no no i i know people there's that age range right where people want to go off and experience something new and do the thing which we you should we do support that yep but everyone i know who's done that has come back yeah and it's a it's a great place to live mm-hmm. really i mean the community i think is amazing obviously right. it's affordable which yeah. is great and it's got True. seasons yeah, I mean, well, I don't know. Right now, I'm a little skeptical about like what season we're. I, it feels like we're in April. That's very true. Yeah, it's all the rain. Gross. It's not fun. But but um, we were talking about this kind of before we went on the air. Like Sleepy Bee is the spot for me after a workout. If I'm like meeting with friends, we recently like checked out the body shop. Mm-hmm. Went to Sleepy Bee right after. It was like there was like a no brainer of like, yep, yeah, this is where we're going. Um, and so. We all know that it's delicious and amazing food, but how did 
tell us about like the concept. How did it get started? Like yeah, where, yeah. where did it come from? How yeah. did it just land in front of us with all this delicious <laughs> food? It was a, it was a, it was definitely a like merging of worlds. So I'm obviously a classically trained chef. I've worked mm. in restaurants since I was 14. I guess that's not obvious, but yeah. it's true. <laughs> um, I had a catering company for several years beforehand. I'd always had a kind of an entrepreneurial lean oh, yeah. um, in my life. And I ran the Northside Farmer's Market for a few years, so I had a lot of local food connections. Okay. And then my business partners, Dr. John Hutton and Sandy Gross, mm-hmm. they came to me and said that they wanted to open up a breakfast and lunch place. And would I be interested in consulting? And I said, Were you just like, like fanning yourself? <laughs> well, I was like, I had just, I had had my first son at that point. He was about a year old, and the catering was so fun. I had so much fun. It was so creative. Oh, really? But was it catered? Did you do like weddings? No. Lo- well, yes, I did some stuff. weddings, but I mostly did like big fundraisers for arts organizations. So I got to go like crazy with the displays and be super esoteric. Okay, and that is it was fun. Way, it was really fun. I should have known. Like, obviously you weren't <laughs> serving like a chicken breast with broccoli on the side for a wedding. Like, no, clearly no. I mean, I definitely had always fun. been really into nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, I had planned on going to school for nutrition, but I, you know, once you're, when you start working in a restaurant, it's really hard to get out of it, especially in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. It's like just this thing that pulls you in. And I knew that I never wanted to stop work, like working with food. Yeah. So stopping and going to school yeah. was what kind of. What do you of... think it is? Is it like the adrenaline rush as you're like, have to get it out quickly? You know that you're feeding people and that feels really good. Like, what do you, th- where, where yes, is that? Both like, of those things, both definitely. Those things. Yeah. yeah. And it's, a, I mean, it's so creative. Mm-hmm. So you get to produce, you feel so um, accomplished afterwards. And then you get to like, awesome feeling of feeding somebody and then they get to like you know gush about it and you're yeah, like this is reaction. great i feel great about myself now i can go to sleep you know totally. kind of a thing totally i think yeah. kayla would probably you get that you're always trying to feed me whenever whenever <laughs> whatever you brought all these snacks whenever we're together yeah you're like, try this little thing i whipped up or whatever <laughs> like, it's great right it's really it's, fulfilling. yeah it, yeah once you start you just are like yeah, i don't know it's the thing yeah yeah well i think that when you're doing what you love then well back back to your question yeah. so i uh I had a dance background. I have danced oh. with Dance Fix for like oh my oh, God. 13 years now. We're definitely going to talk about that. Yeah. And I so love it so much. It's totally my, it's my Outlet. go-to place. Yeah. yeah. Um, but John and Sandy had been in a completely different world of fitness. They worked with trainers. They lifted weights. Like uh-huh. Sandy competed um, and she was incredibly fit. She is an incredibly fit person. Yeah. Um, and so when they approached me about the breakfast and lunch, it was kind of woven into our ethos right away that like we wanted to have food for people that are interested in eating really healthy for optimal performance mm-hmm. and okay. that i idea... didn't even know this and you already were succeeding yeah and right. <laughs> i didn't know that but, yeah we did talk to a lot of people we talked to a lot of trainers it was like kind of before uh i think paleo had just become a thing it was definitely mm-hmm. before keto oh, like it was yeah. like one of those things where we were we were kind of figuring out we knew what we liked to eat and we knew what worked for our bodies but uh-huh. you know i i'm a firm believer that bodies everybody needs something different and they have need a different balance that kind of thing Amen. and 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 every year your yeah. body kind of changes so you have to kind of tune in to that but so we worked on the menu together and really uh, developed something that we felt like would be good for kind of all types of eaters. Mm-hmm. My husband is like one of those people that eats one meal a day and like never has been to – well, he yeah, no, never has really been to a gym. <laughs> but he's super fit. He's like one of those people, you yep, know. He know works with his body, so it just like <laughs> works Very for annoying. him. Yeah. But when he does eat that meal a day, he likes it to be like – 
very caloric. He wants it to have all the meats and all the fats and all the sauces. And so can you send us a picture of that sometime? (laughs) He was the person that I kind of had to balance the meals against. And I'm a big sauce person. Like, okay. Oh, talking to a uh, sauce queen. I got two sauce queens here. My like personal hashtag is sauce, sauce, sauce because I just love it so much. I made shirts for all of our managers. That's amazing. Yeah, I don't actually. That's a little bit excessive, but it is a little bit. I went through a phase where I would hang. um, We had label makers at the restaurants to label everything. I would label. Sauce, sauce, sauce all over <laughs> just to remind everybody, like, go heavy with the sauce. Oh, but we yeah. did. We developed a bunch of sauces that were healthy. Not all of your them. Your bowls and your the, salads have yeah, phenomenal sauces. They're really yeah. – and we really intentionally didn't add sugar and all that stuff. So it was a – it was it's been really fun. So you can – the idea basically was to be able to feed kind of all types of eaters. And, you know, I had kids at that time, so also to feed kids Kid and really, stuff. you know – that's that's crazy. I have no idea that that it was already in mind of like that mm-hmm. training, optimizing performance kind of way. Because I I knew, and who's the artist? Is someone an artist? Sandy. Yeah, Sandy's Sandy an is artist. an artist. Okay. She has Brazy Street Studios, um, which is a, yep. a glass studio, but also houses a lot of different types of artists. She's yeah. incredibly talented. She designed all the restaurant interiors right, and the big like, chandeliers in the spaces. And they're so cool. It's so unique. Yeah, and you guys have a lot of like the tiles in the restaurant are. There's stories behind that. Yeah, and, like, different. Yeah, and they had the um, Sandy and Leah Bush made these toasts for each restaurant that yep. you'll see hanging up that have like different faces on them mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. But the, the downtown got like all black toast, which was very sh- chic and stylish. the downtown <laughs> location is my location because I live in Prospect Hill and it is very chic. chic. But I love how it still has such a fun twist to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. when the like... the wall of the we call it the beefy wall. Um, you know the we, yeah. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, um, yeah. we had like local area businesses put um, a, a spin on a bee and they all got to put them up and then Bracey fired them on to these glass tiles so they made them like you know permanent which was a really cool project that and really I mean the cool. whole idea was to to really loop the community and we've done that in every location with the art mm-hmm. but downtown was more about like folding the business community in as well with the mm-hmm. art which yeah. was very cool but she's really talented and thinks of really brilliant ideas like that yeah that's it's a great concept to get to get the community pulled in which is probably why you guys have been so successful Mm -hmm. but also i think this movement towards things being like locally sourced right Mm -hmm. is is important for a lot of different reasons which i kind of want to touch on but i'm curious is there any kind of like standard or like for, for us to say like oh this is locally sourced like is it there's there like a parameter that means that it is do you know what i'm saying like is there like anything that's set or can you kind of make it a little bit more broad meaning like we're just pulling like as locally as we can yeah i think that's a conversation that's a total spectrum mm-hmm. and a conversation that we have like every time we change a menu which at this point we're changing them three times a year it's a it's a huge thing we talk about. So yeah. local food connection, which used to be called mm-hmm. Ohio Valley Food Connection, is as as a vendor for us, which has been kind of a game changer because okay. they are able to pull from a ton of local farmers and deliver one spot and bill one time. Which at the beginning, when we first opened, it was like I had farmers pulling up out back, and I had to like you know write them a check and get like kind of like a scribbled <laughs> invoice <laughs> and like bookkeeping like that is hard. That's Super so hard, hard to make. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the zucchinis are coming from this right, one, but then exactly. also maybe this one. And, then and who got... has enough of this? And who has enough of that? And we right. we really ran into it when we opened the second location with our um, sausage and bacon product because all of a sudden we outgrew 
the vendor that we had, oh, like the farmers the that we had chosen. Yeah. And yeah. so we had to kind of switch that around and it's been a dance. And um, now we're at this place where we have a set, like there is a, a huge percentage of our menu is set local source with big enough companies that can handle our volume. And yeah. we've tested that obviously now because we've been open for the, the third location's been open for a year and a half. Yeah. And then we use like the local food connection and a couple other small farmer vendors to kind of tr- encourage more local produce because that's the thing that's a little bit more i mean obviously it changes yeah, so right, much just right. based on the weather like you know tomatoes aren't going to come into season or c- going to come into fruit for a while this year because mm-hmm. of how cold it's been um so oh, that changes everything you know so yeah. it's a it's a dance and i think that um you know we try we definitely i don't i don't i can't tell you like our, our mileage radius mm-hmm. um but we have these maps at every location where it shows you where the core stuff oh, comes from. Cool. They're hanging up, yeah. like, mm-hmm. by the front door in downtown. and um, uh-huh. Back by the bathroom, I think, in Oakley. Yeah, maybe. yeah, like, on the way back. Yeah. Um, and it shows you kind of where we pull everything. And it's definitely within, like, a two-hour drive. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we've – I think we – the biggest priority is, like, the ethics behind the food because mm-hmm. a lot of it is, like – you know, we we really cared about making sure that we got not just um, like cage-free eggs, but like free-range eggs yeah. and that kind of thing. And so we would go out and visit the farm. So, like, oh, cool. And it, but it's hard because sometimes, you know, if our volume changes or if that farm has to close or something like that. Yeah. So we've had to remain flexible. So we don't really tie ourselves to like it has to be within this radius. It's more about like that makes sense. A combination of of standards. That's cool. That makes sense. And who? handles all that is that you do you like work it's a team we have a whole team yeah yeah Yeah, i have a such a big operation yeah yeah we have um we're actually kind of in the middle of a little bit of a transition with who's going to be in charge of sourcing because it has Mm. been this big thing and we really want the chefs in the restaurants now to own it yeah um a little bit more closely because they really like interact with the product obviously in a way more intimate way than i do right now right Mm -hmm. right i see the product when we first develop the menu and then but they see it every single yes. morning when yeah. it comes in and they're the ones who kind of, you know, yeah. have a finger in the pulse. So it's right now we have the, uh, a team of, of chefs that are working on it together yeah. to roll out our new menu and make sure they're sourcing for that the way they want to. Yeah, so. that's amazing. So you said you were running Northside Farmer's Market. I did, yeah, for a couple of years. How did you get into that? And did that help you, you know, recognize or get to, get in touch with some local people and and help the restaurant in the beginning? It feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah. Um, it was kind of a lifetime ago because it was before I got married. So it was like 11 years ago. Oh, yeah. And um, you're at a different stage of your life, I'm too. A, this is a com- I'm a different person. But totally. it was, I loved it. Your cells are yeah. new, right? <laughs> right, like, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, um, let's think. So I've, I'm, a, I'm born and raised in Northside. Um, oh, okay. Still live there and love it. Yeah. I've always loved it. And I think I had been working at um, – like I said, I started in restaurants when I was 14. Um, my next door neighbors at the time had opened up the original Boca, which was in Northside. And so, like, I Didn't got sucked that. into working there as a dishwasher one oh, day. sucked in. When my, lo- you when my older brother. I mean, I was dishwashing. I was 14. Yeah. I couldn't lift the glass racks. I was tiny. Wow. And so they, they, they saw my work ethic. Yeah. And they saw my tiny muscles. And so oh. they moved me out front instead for a while. Mm-hmm. But I worked there for four years through high school. And then... Um, went away to Chicago for a year and came back oh. and then um, was working at a restaurant called Slim's, which 
was so before its time. It was the first farm to table restaurant that I had ever heard of. He actually grew all of his own stuff. Oh, that's incredible. I mean, not all of it, but a, a yeah. ton of it in Northside, which, you know, I just like, there still isn't a restaurant like that in yeah. Cincinnati that yeah. has a mm-hmm. garden like he was producing. He produced so much out of that. And when, um, I think it was like I had sort of been wrapping up my, I have like a, I have a four year thing. So then yeah. I'm wrapping my four years there and, uh, was kind of starting to launch um, the catering company. And I think I had just like been at the right place at the right time. I can't even really remember how I ended up doing the farmer's market. I think I just showed interest maybe. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I am a relatively organized person. And so they they asked me to do it. And it was great. I helped um, move it from the, it was in a small um, parking lot and we moved it to the big park that it's in now. And we grew the vendor, um, vendor count by, like, I think we doubled it. Um, oh, nice. yeah. And yeah, so it's it's done really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a great market. Do you still have, you live there, so you probably still frequent. I do visit? not frequent. No, no. I um I honestly I order a lot of my food to be delivered at this point in my life because yeah. no. I've got two kids and Hands one full. on the way, and it's that just... is smart. Outsource it all that you can. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we have a question. We were talking about this earlier in the intro. Do you know of any? vendors or services or movement to bring like the ugly produce to Cincinnati to Cincinnati where you can get like you know yes I do know what you're talking about I have definitely seen it branded in yeah. other cities I don't know if it's branded here um I think that there are farms that have CSAs that you can kind of opt into there um that would make sense. yeah I okay. feel like my my older brother might get a, a service like that I'd have to ask him though what it's called um but I know that, like, even that local food connection I was telling you about, mm-hmm. like, individuals can also get deliveries from there. It's not just for restaurants. Oh, okay. So it's an opportunity if you're, like, someone like me who maybe doesn't have, <laughs> like, enough the together yeah. to, like, sign up for the CSA before the season rolls out. Yeah. Yeah. You can go on there and order just, like, boxes, like, mm. per week, which is kind of nice for someone who, you know, if you travel or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It can yeah. be nice. based on need more than uh, right. something you sign up for ahead. Right. I love the idea of just, like, getting produce delivered right. and, like, whatever's in there is right. in there. Yeah. And, and it kind of, like, forces you. I think they also do, like, local businesses, like, different companies that are small startups that yes they do right? they do like um i know they have like you know g- gelato they have sauces they have cheese yeah. they have dairy they have um a couple uh other like grateful grams has her stuff in there oh, cool. and yeah. you know yeah, like that's right. smaller that's vendors have their it. stuff in local food connection mm-hmm. okay cool but, you kind of yeah. touched on this before so now i'm curious that so what is your day to day like you're not in the kitchen all the time but maybe you are still like what does that look like yeah so it's changed so much and I I mean honestly it changes when we open a place I am in the kitchen a lot and then like like we've had um two of our chefs have their um they've had babies or they're they're the men so they (laughs) they don't have the babies but they go on paternity leave Uh and so I will sub them out or help with the kitchens when they're gone Mm -hmm. um but and or like if the restaurant's going through any kind of a transition I'm present more Mm -hmm. and I prefer to be present from the kitchen Mm -hmm. I just think I have obviously like a little bit more grace behind the wall Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah um yeah but I um yeah, so that's that's typically when I'm in the kitchen the most at this point. And then I do all the menu development stuff. Gotcha, okay. Um, mm-hmm. And anytime we do like a bigger catering, that kind of thing, okay. I'm in the kitchen again then. So yeah. I think I uh, this has been 
a really huge experience for me because I went from cooking all, all the, the time. time. Mm-hmm. And then when I was, uh, you know, I, as I mentioned to you ladies before we started, uh, I got pregnant three months into the first location and had to kind of we kind of simultaneously decided to open the second location because we knew how well Oakley was doing mm-hmm. so well. And it was just clearly there was a market for yeah. it and people you had to ride that were really momentum. supportive. Yeah. So we decided to do that. So then I kind of worked myself out of the kitchen. Um, and my sous chef at the time, Emma Cotter, has had taken over for me by the time I was probably like, I don't know, eight or nine months pregnant. And that and that time I started focusing on the new location. And, and then when I came back from my maternity leave, I just focused entirely on the new location until it was time to get back in the kitchen again. And yeah. that's kind of been the rhythm, rhythm yeah. thing, yeah. basically. So. And she's still with me, Emma, by the way. She's shout out Emma. Shout out to Emma. (laughs) She's great. She's amazing. When you talk about a menu development, what Mm -hmm. goes into that? And like, where does that inspiration come from? And oh, don't worry. It's fine. (laughs) So dramatic. I know. It was broken. Um, So where does that like inspiration come from? And like, you have such a creative twist with your food. You mentioned the catering too. So like, where does that come into play? Or like, how did that? Yeah. So right now, a lot of it comes from... Honestly, like I get obsessed with n- different like nutritional kind of waves, waves. like trends. Yes. Ooh, great, we can talk about that. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I um like I went through a phase where did you guys hear there was like a, a phase where I felt like all the podcasts were talking about like growing your telomere length and how sulforaphane um, was yes. really great do for you it. Do know Dr. Rhonda Patrick? Yes, I do. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, so we I'm like, a huge fan. we got really into <laughs> yeah. broccoli sprouts. Yeah. And I, we put them in smoothies and we put them in a, Well, that's amazing. Uh, she's yeah. producing all of this evidence that I like know, literally broccoli sprouts are going to cure your brain and like make you young and right. ageless forever. We're all going to be smarter yeah. after yeah. eat them. Yes. So I went through a serious broccoli sprout it's phase. Um, so yeah, I I, I devour that. those kinds of information, you yeah. know, informational pieces. But I also really care a lot about like, you know, this next menu change we're coming up with is uh, is going to play a little bit more to this current pregnancy because all of a sudden I started having these different cravings and I realized like, oh, maybe we're going too healthy. I'm <laughs> like, we need to bring some other stuff in here because oh, <laughs> yeah, maybe it's time to indulge a little right, bit. Right, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. it's been a, and even just a, yeah, I, I mentioned that I have been had to watch my sugar this pregnancy, and I haven't, I didn't have to in the past, mm-hmm. and so it's meant that I've been eating a lot more fat and a lot more meat, mm-hmm. and I so that's yeah. you know that flips it's, itself on its head when I'm normally like a warm quinoa bowl every day, yeah. you know, like I've had to yeah. change that. Change it up. Yeah. When does this next menu roll out? When will the shift be? Can It'll be say? in the next couple of weeks. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. We'll announce it on Instagram. I'm sure that's usually how we oh how we gosh. do roll it. Roll that out. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so really kind of the inspiration is coming from different new fitness or r- nutrition trends. Rather, yeah, and, and obviously like, seasonality. I mean, yeah, like right. like the, like I said with the tomatoes, like so and the other the third, like and pr- I would say probably the biggest thing like that has been the current through our menu and it and it has gotten stronger more recently because there's more evidence um, about the effects of growing certain crops on the bee population. And we've, you know, I can't you know it's one of those things that you can't really fully understand until you start digging in and then you're like oh we actually are completely destroying our pollinator population through through even our food purchases that we think are good and so it's been one of those things where we've had to really juggle Mm -hmm. like we have our menu that we love and we have our things that we love and then there's other things that we have a little bit more control over so like for instance we stopped 
serving tomatoes through the winter. Mm -hmm. Um, Like the only tomatoes we will serve are ones that are grown outside locally because there's all this evidence that shows that like hothouse tomatoes are, they have to be pollinated by bees. And it's one of the most um, disease-inducing environments for for pollinators. So we just realized like, oh, we're actually really damaging the... You know, our friends that we're trying so hard to preserve and protect yeah. uh, through that uh, through that sourcing. But that's another thing that, like, John and Sandy totally opened my eyes to. They were so, you know, so much more educated in the in the area of pollinators than yeah, I was. And I was they've say, been really that, into it. It seems like it's at the core of Sleepy Bee, right? Oh, yeah, so yeah. Where did that come from? Yeah, they're, that, they're, that they're... totally came from them. They've yeah. been beekeepers for, I actually don't know exactly how long, um, but for as long as I've known them. Uh, and they have really – they are very environmentally focused, which mm. has been an awesome yeah. partnership because yeah. I feel like – you know, I feel like they're I'm, – I'm so, so lucky because they don't – they would never – push us to cut any corners so we are able to really focus on like the things that like feel really good yeah i know it feels really good i feel so lucky yeah but i think it's a testament too when people are are working in a space that they're passionate about and that they're loving then like results great you know progress successful yeah 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 Yeah. i think uh but they they have really like sandy is the one right now she's the gatherer of information she really has been Doing the research. Doing all the research and helping mm-hmm. us figure out what we need to do. We've been cutting down on our almonds because that's another thing that, like, is actually really dangerous. <laughs> you're eating with it's okay. Almonds are so great. And we yeah. still have them on the menu. But it is yeah. one of those things that we're trying you're to, like, do we're, yeah, off. we're trying to be mindful of it. Especially, mm-hmm. you know, as we've grown. Like, we're not just an individual. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we yes. have to be... We have to be, you know, we have to work with a conscience and like yeah. think, what are we doing for, you know, to this world for our kids and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So. Totally. Wow. Yeah. What's some of your, what are some of your favorite things on the menu? And yeah, so I was going to ask your favorite menu item. Now, right? Sincere. Yeah. Yeah. So hmm, my favorite or just, things. Or just maybe you're like, you're the, like your go-tos for brunch. Right. I mean, I eat the same thing almost every day. So I. I'm. But it goes through phases. I like, you know, I'll do it for like three to six months, like the same thing every day. And then I'll switch it completely on its head and I'll switch it completely on its head and that kind of thing. So like I said, I've had a bee cake every day since we opened. (laughs) Like, and they're so good and they're so good for you. And I feel great about it. Yeah. So you said it's the perfect combination. It's Yeah. It's like a, it's a super well-balanced protein fat carbohydrate mix because it's got quinoa flour and almond flour Mm -hmm. in it and buckwheat. So it's, you know, it's gluten-free they're they're light and fluffy you really don't need syrup with them no i went through a a very strong phase probably like a good solid four years of getting it with chocolate chips and pouring coffee on it and it was like tiramisu pancake what my staff would always just look at me like my mind i'm about to go do that it's you have to do that (laughs) well okay so the other day i put up a story i was having the um the fiona blend from coffee emporium the coffee Yeah. yeah and someone replied to my story they were like oh my gosh that just sounds like it would be so great over ice cream. Like pour your coffee over your ice cream. Like, You're like, I'm a on my way. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yep, I'll be doing that very soon here. <laughs> but I can't imagine that over a pancake. Like coffee. Yeah. That, it's so it's of course. Well, this is it's why really you're an executive good. chef. And why yeah, not? like such an obvious. thing. It doesn't work as well with the buttermilk. Just be warned, people. Okay, okay. <laughs> I also love that because that's something weird. I would do. Yeah, it is good. I ate that. <laughs> I mean, weird, I, but... I ate it for years. Wow. So the bee cake, what else do you kind of... I have an omelet every morning as well, okay. yeah, with mushrooms and uh, kale and garlic herbs. I started adding Swiss cheese 
recently mm, <laughs> just yum. to shake I, things up. I love Swiss cheese. Yeah, it's it so great. great. Um, and then pre-pregnancy, I was doing it with on whites. Okay, and uh-huh. then now I'm doing it with whole eggs. Uh huh. Um, yeah. And then the bee cake. That's my breakfast usually right now. Mm. Just I I'm also yeah. a big fan. Like I get decision fatigue. So if I don't have my <laughs> yep. kind of like rhythm planned out, I and I mean I you know I eat there every day, so. Yeah. I yeah. gotta like mm-hmm. have to right. have it's not like I'm going there on a whim like yes yeah totally but Something. do you have like an overall nutrition philosophy that you kind of gravitate towards or like a way of eating that makes you feel really good yeah I mean and I I really do I feel like it changes that's the thing that like that was I found that really interesting when you said I wanted to come back around to that of this idea that of course your body's not always gonna need the same, same thing right. yeah like yeah. that it sounds so revolutionary but why should it you know we're like you said, different people. Our cells are turning over. Like right. what I was eating when I was 21 is not going to be the thing to support me when I'm 31. Yeah. yeah. And absolutely. I feel like sometimes you can get kind of committed to mm-hmm. eating one way. And you're like, well, this is how I was doing it before. And that's how I have to keep doing it. Or, you know, I saw physical results. So I should keep keep trying that way, even though really you're just like burnt out or yeah. you know, whatever it is. But my So my big thing is I really – I have a big family. Mm. And I really enjoy my time with my friends Mm -hmm. and I enjoy feeding people. And I think that there's so much of communities around food. So Mm -hmm. I don't have super strict rules Yeah, because I think that that kind of alienates you or the other people. I mean, I think I'm really accommodating when people have dietary restrictions. Like I kind of love it because then I get to like be challenged and like I get to treat them as if it's totally normal when I know that they don't always feel that way. Yeah. Um, But for myself, I think I – I generally eat very healthy, and then I am a, a sweets lover. Mostly mm. chocolate, primarily like chocolate Franny, ice cream. We are speaking the same <laughs> language yep. here. I love a sweet. Yeah, I love yeah. a treat. Yeah, I and I can. I love you know the thing that I have for lunch usually right now is our is our uh, salad, um, and I think you know. I, I feel like if you can focus on eating really healthy mm-hmm. most of the day yeah. and then have like throw down on some really good ice cream mm-hmm. at the end of the day, then that's What's my your go-to? black raspberry chip. Okay. Ooh, <laughs> she said it before I even asked. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's my favorite favorite. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think too, if it's important if you're like, you know, it's making you feel good and yeah. it's not, you know, causing you any stomach issues or whatever right. it is, then like, yeah, why not? What yeah. And that's what's so interesting is I actually had told myself that like, and this is one of those things, I had told myself that I was not able to eat cheese because it gave me migraines. Totally not true. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. We convince like, ourselves of I, a lot of things. Yeah. yeah I think true. I had just like done that thing where, I, you know, maybe one time I had a headache and I was like, it was the cheese. cheese. But I and think then, that it's one yeah. of those things like your body changes. You have to listen to it. I also think it's really fun to use nutrition mm-hmm. as like a tool to see results. Yeah. But I just think it's it's one of those things that people get obsessed with. And yes. I think it's it's way more natural to have like, like I've, I've really enjoyed the trend of the uh, – you know intuitive eating intuitive eating yeah. and the um people i feel like a lot of people are doing the the really strict and then have like a cheat day i think having one cheat day is not enough yeah. like i like that yeah. like that's kind of becoming a thing because yep. i just think having when two you say no rules, to things yeah, yeah. restriction yeah, yeah it breeds a, a weird the energy devil. around like to even think like why am i telling myself i can't have certain food right you know, that creates i feel like this just energy around of like always a, a deprivation or like a, a unworthiness or like you're not you can't have it because of uh 
you're not good enough for you know what I mean like that yeah. just can create some bad stuff I'm in a season in my life right now right I've been in a season where it's been like very very focused on health and I want to make sure I'm eating the most the optimal health foods and the right amount and tracking things and like yeah I was feeling good physically while I was doing that um but my mental space was not so great and so mm-hmm. now I'm way more leaning towards this just like if I want a salad, yes, great. You have a yeah. salad that feels wonderful. If like I want a sandwich, I'll eat a like where that a, eating a sandwich was like not something that I would. You ever... made it evil, probably yeah. right in your head. You were like bread is evil. Yeah, two, yeah. And just so two slices there either. You right, know? Yeah. right. And now, like if I want a salami and cheese sandwich from Iris, which is oh. my favorite sandwich <laughs> in the city right now, nice. That's what I'll go have. That's you know, and delicious. and it's it's you know it's difficult at times it can be just again you kind of go down that slope of like oh wait well then i'm am i eating too much or am i right you know, am I not being healthy enough my telomeres right. my broccoli sprouts right. all those things, you know like then you think it's about all the things hole. that you learn yeah. but then it's like bring it back and it's like yeah am i enjoying the time i'm spending with my friends eating or like right. am i enjoying the walk to iris to like go sit at my favorite cafe you know yeah. those type of things kind of come into play too it's not just about the, the nutrition level of the food yeah, yeah and so much of food is about for me nostalgia yeah. and like the ice cream thing oh my gosh i grew up eating ice cream my brothers and i are the same way like it's just it's funny how yeah. that becomes a thing and i mean even yeah. the sandwich has like some for nostalgia sure. attached right. to it for, for me sure. which is funny no but... i have those certain like comfort foods too yeah kayla what are you loving right now on the sea on the sleepy bee menu or off the sleepy bee menu the i can't think of the name of the bowl that it that's what evil um that one's only downtown oh oh, i haven't had that that one's really good i haven't been downtown in a while i'll be honest um whatever is that oakley with hen of the woods chips on top um it's one of our warm quinoa bowls yeah Yeah. one of the quinoa bowls chips on top of it yeah Mm -hmm. that's so smart with the crunch (laughs) just a little bit of chips just a little bit (laughs) love 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 a crunch Um, but the sweet potato quinoa bowl I love. I actually one of those annoying people that is like, I want this from this bowl and no, I love these mushrooms. And then the crispy kale. <laughs> I do. I but, understand. Yeah. I do too. And then usually we get You're some allowed. sort of pancake special to split. Mm. So yeah. I need yeah, the yeah, sweet yeah. and the savory mm-hmm. all the time. The quinoa bowls are nice because they keep you full for so long. So long. Yeah. The one you and like has chicken in it too. Chicken in is... it. And then the black quinoa. Like you guys do the right mix. Mm-hmm. And I need Thank to do you. that more because <laughs> I like the crispiness of the quinoa. It's not just like. Yeah, how do you do I don't that? Know. You she... put it, you like. Cook we it right cook them separately and then mix them together. Like par cook them, you know, and then we saute them together in the pan. Yeah, it's fabulous. Yeah, it's really good. (laughs) How, what are in the cookies? Are those just (laughs) The killer bee cookies? No, they're everywhere. Those are are like our compost cookies. They are so good. There's like coffee grounds in there. There's pretzels. I told you, coffee, espresso beans and things. That, there's yeah, potato chips else. in there. Yeah. Yep. And pretzels. Butterscotch. It's decaf coffee. I made oh. sure of that because I'm one of those people who likes a cookie late at night and didn't want to be yeah, I would really be up. smart. <laughs> do you those say, would you smart. kind of tangentially, do you say, do you identify more as a baker or a cook? Do you like both? I mean, they obviously go together, but what do you like doing more? Yeah, savory. I think I like doing the sweet stuff. I agree. I, that was like my first, um, hands-on in the kitchen was all sweet stuff that was the you know they they it's easier to get into pastries as a woman or it was when I was younger I think it's a lot easier now to get into the savory side but you have to kind of prove yourself first Mm -hmm. or you did I should say you did Mm -hmm. 
Um, and so that was where I started in the kitchen and then worked my way over to saute. Ooh. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. I have another question. And I we were ta- talking about this a little bit and maybe – I don't. Do you think down the road where there'll be some sort of movement, or maybe you already do some of this with growing your own vegetables and produce at Sleepy Bee slash composting? Is, yeah, yeah, we do compost. You, I now. was going to say yeah. you probably with. Yeah, we. Uh, so about. we've gone through a couple iterations of both of those things. So we used to comp like I used to take the compost, and it was just Oakleyo doing like five bu- gallon bucket. Yeah, and then my yard is like really great, and now yeah. I have two minutes to compost. <laughs> so then like other cooks would take it, yeah. and then we we signed up for a service right now. We use Go Zero, mm-hmm. um, cool. which is great because they take it away, and we don't have to really think about it again. Um, but my the only downside is that they're um, not in Cincinnati; they're in Columbus, so they drive the food waste and i have a thing about that i just i would it would be great if we could compost more locally so we're kind of brainstorming that right now just because i feel like it's one of those things that like you know it's it's gonna end up being a a, like a a resource that we need right um like our soil health isn't that great um but we also do have a garden we have tracy street gardens where we have eight raised beds and we grow some things for the restaurant but honestly that's been the hardest thing to manage Mm -hmm. like that yeah it's it's one of those things where it's not quite enough space to hire a full-time gardener or farmer and you really need i mean i i will say that like gardening and, and farming is the hardest work i'm sure it's really hard to be um you know, like, like an ER doctor <laughs> or something like that. But just like oh, yeah, the sun, the sweat, the like how little of it is in your control, right, the right. bugs, you the weather, like so none of it's in your control. And it's so hard. Yeah. So that Tracy Street has been a has been one of the most challenging parts of, of Sleepy Bee for us. Interesting. But okay. Yeah. I, I we will turn it around. Yeah. We will make it work eventually. Yeah, that's one of those things. Gotcha. <laughs> but so we, cool. I, I also will say that I because I recognize that like it's so hard to grow, and there are farmers that are already growing enough for us, like to support them right. and have it be a lifestyle, like right. or like an actual career for them. It feels right. more important to me than trying to have a small amount of our own yeah. stuff. Well, that's you're fair. Kind of just contributing to that community too. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're yeah. getting something from them, you're giving them something. It's a good it's a good feeling, I'm sure. Yeah. It feels more true to our ethos and more sustainable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I want to shift gears now and talk about your fitness. Yeah. And dance fix. And have you done it? No, I still haven't. That's crazy. So I grew up dancing you? ballet. <laughs> I would like go And you to feel the, like you would die there cuz this is a, well, I do some of the dance, yeah. uh, uh, with cardio dance, cardio dance. Yeah. Um, but but I have not made it down there yet, but I need to on a different yeah. level. So I've you've gone and seen. Yes. Yeah. I've been a couple times. Um, so you have, you started, have a dancer's background. What was that like? How did you? So, so I did dance when I was younger, like mm-hmm. as a kid, I was like yeah. in a hip hop group Oh yeah. and I took like ballet when I was three <laughs> and then Same, in high school I joined a Nigerian dance company called Biokoto that's a local company how, how did you join so, a Nigerian dance company yeah I um my so my parents lived in Zaire in the Congo before they had kids okay and so I grew up now. listening <laughs> to a lot of really amazing African music yeah and then 
for my senior project, I had to do some kind of a project for the school I was going to. Mm-hmm. Where'd you go? Clark Montessori. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I love that school. Um, so I chose, like, I don't, you know, it's one of those things that's so funny when looking back, you're like, huh, that's awesome. But I chose that. And I don't right. know how I ended up choosing that. Yeah. <laughs> but I chose this like, one. Like, myself on the back when I was yeah. younger. Kind of yeah. Thing. yeah. I, I chose, like, studying rites of passage into womanhood. And in this Nigerian community, uh, there is a rite of passage kind of ceremony that involves a lot of elements. But one of the elements is this dance performance. And so I started studying um, with this wonderful lady named Janita. And she kind of took me under her wing and she taught me the dance. And it was actually really challenging. You had to like balance plates stacked up plates on your hands and i would imagine if it's like a rite of passage it's gotta be hard right yeah and then i got up in front of my high school class and danced it on the stage i'm like wow i i can't believe what's even funnier is that like part of the ceremony was that your mother was involved and so my mom was up there with me i was like i am so cool yeah so cool that is crazy so, so, so that's my background in dance. Some, you had some rhythm going, clearly. <laughs> yeah, I have. Some, like, I got rhythm. I got low to the ground. That's yeah. my my thing. I didn't yeah. do a lot of high high up stuff. Um, but so then, how did you find dance fix? So I um, I saw them in the Northside Parade. I knew that you were going to say that. Their flash mob. Um, it was it was so long ago. It was like. I mean, I think I think I've been going to class for 13 years. So it was about 13 years I'm ago. I'm so jealous. You probably know all the dances. You can nail them. You can execute. <laughs> I did. I did. I did. This pregnancy, I had to I had to stop a little early. So I feel so mm. far away from it. Oh, I miss yeah. my dance community. But yeah. Uh, the yeah, so I saw them dance, and I was like, "Who are they? I yes. want I want to, to be, be that." Yes. And so I went, That's and also I how I feel when I'm around. Yeah, them. <laughs> and I never, I like, I never stopped going. I and I recruited like my mom, all my sister in laws go, all my friends go, and it was a, it was a big thing. And so they, their location is in. They Blush. have a, um, they have a the. Original location was downtown in the Cincinnati Ballet, and that's where I started going. And then, like, so I, you know, I loved it so much, I feel like I convinced Heather Britt Uh to open one in Blue Ash right across from Sleepy Bee. And so that's their their second second location. Um, And And that's the one I've been to the one in Blue Ash. Nice, yeah. 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 Yeah, they're uh, they're they're so fun. That class is so addicting. They're it's so fun. Except the thing that I was really frustrated with was that I wanted to know the dances so bad because every and so this for those of you that don't know, this is not, I would say, a typical like dance cardio workout where moves are you know are, one, two are step, simple. One, two yeah, step, one, yeah, like that you can like pick up within you know the first couple minutes or the first minute of a song whatever it is like this is like these are real dancers yeah i'm gonna say yeah <laughs> yeah i mean heather's incredible she i mean so she choreographs all the dances there's 10 songs per class um she breaks down one song at the beginning of class and that's kind of your your intro so it does take coming a couple times to learn the choreography yeah but once you learn it you're locked in and it is challenging choreography but that's the fun part it's not repetitive at all oh no it is really challenging and each song is a completely different style which is nice and you get to like i think dancing is a really great workout because it's like you first of all you're flailing your body all over this place Mm -hmm. like you do when you're a kid and so i think that like so many workouts are so rigid yeah Mm -hmm. and it's one of those i mean you you know obviously it's it's possible for anybody to injure themselves under any circumstance but yeah. when you're not like 
rigidly lifting a weight, it's a lot easier to just be like feeling it and, you know, like grow, you know, growing the movements yes. every time and there, that kind of thing. And it's a, it's a wonderful mental challenge, I think, too. Oh yeah. And that's You're learning thinking. the choreography. It is, it is super challenging. It's a language, just like, like any other that's workout good, is. You have to learn the I language and that's then. That's a really good way to put it because I, you can, it's when I'm going through it and I just recently went maybe like was the first market muscles was dance fix mm, i think so yeah so may 1st was the first market oh so muscles. so soon so yeah. recently yeah I, I went like pretty nice. recently and it was it's this like feeling of like you you want to you really want to get it you know you're so excited to like get started again but then like in the midst of it you have that like frustration with yourself that's like oh like you want to conquer it so there's like this kind of like tug of war of like oh i'm like loving what i'm doing but like oh i wish i could like do it better you know and absolutely I feel like that's, like, yeah a good it's a it's a feeling you don't get doing a lot of a feeling you don't get doing different or any other thing I think dancing at least for me is like I'm sure other people can achieve that feeling but it's the mental struggle that's mm -hmm. that's the key but there's also this like element of like play uh-huh definitely and that you do it's kind of super feel silly. playful you look yeah. at everybody in the mirror and they're just got these big smiles Class. on their faces you can't do it I mean I think with... the two thing the two other things about dance is one it takes you out of your head Yes. Like, I think I've had two classes in my career there <laughs> uh, where I couldn't stop thinking. Yeah. Every other class, uh, my brain shuts off, yeah, which is amazing because yeah. yeah. you have to. Right. And you don't. And it's just like there's no point in holding on to whatever that thing was that seemed so important at work mm -hmm. that day or right. whatever. And right. the other thing is the community of people. Like, that I have never experienced such mm -hmm. a strong community of women yeah. and men. Yeah. And, and, and they're so supportive and enthusiastic and they are there to have fun. Yeah. Right. And they and love, so. because they love to do it. Yeah. And I think to your point, like, you, ha you have to keep coming so it's one of those things where people are like they're gonna be there like time and time again and they and then you become like you become a regular in this yeah. way that where people are like where were you on Tuesday yeah I didn't I didn't see you okay yeah. what's, so what's going on <laughs> when are classes typically do they do morning evening afternoon they have them all the time they yeah do. so okay. on their website there's the full list of both the downtown and the blush schedule I you know I think they're primarily like around the 9 a.m time on the mm -hmm. weekdays mm-hmm and then the 6.45 time on weekend or mm -hmm. on, on evenings. Mm -hmm. And then on the weekends, there's like a let there's a 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. and a 2 or a 3 okay. p.m. Um, so I think it, you know, it, you can find a class okay. that works with okay. your schedule. There's Got even it. a 7 a.m. So Oh, yeah. nice. Okay, cool. Things you are, can definitely things do that. I can look up. And then yeah. they have, they introduced like a couple, like I think two years ago, a an intro class so that you can go and learn. Yes, that's what I need. All of them. Because okay. I think that it is, I mean, obviously, like, it's hard for anyone to come in there and learn 10 songs right away. Like, yeah. that's, it was, that's, it's that's like, really, really yeah. challenging. And yeah. I've seen so many... Uh, you know, even experienced people, ballet, you know, professional ballet dancers come in who are so used to choreography and they they it still takes them a while to yeah. learn all yeah. of the choreography because it's just a lot of songs. But yeah. that's part of the fun of it is it's like this little investment of time and then you have the it's like a project. It is. Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I was after the class that I did in May, there was a song to do a lip as electricity. Uh -huh. you know that one. I. Yeah, I give this thing and I'm terrible with names of I, songs. I cannot. Come sing on, it. sing it. I Just cannot. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be able to um, or you can show me any move. Uh, and then I, I, I wish I could remember because I love the song and I was like, I just want six hours with the instructor of like just one-on-one -on -one. Yeah. like I just want to learn this so bad and then just be able to like kill it because you know you would get like when you're first starting to learn it 
there might be one segment or uh, account that like comes naturally to you and you can like always get that one yeah. and like land on the beat and like turn when you're supposed to and then you're like ah, yes. yeah it's like the best feeling we have that same feeling with the cardio kickboxing yep. anything where it's like you can like learn a core like learn the choreography I don't, it's so satisfying. So it is really satisfying. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like your mind just like locks in. It's like a video game almost. Yeah. When you can like. When you can trust your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I love that too. Yeah. It feels real good. Yeah. So <laughs> and you can be, turn your mind off, which is like the best feeling ever. Great. So you will be getting back into that once you're yeah. all. After I have this baby. baby. Yeah. yeah. When was your go-to time? Did you like mornings, evenings? Um, I would go. Away? I... I should just say I go. I don't. I go. Nope. Don't. But Monday and Wednesday evenings, and then Saturday mornings. Okay, got it. Got it. What do you recommend if people are like starting out? Right. Like, how often do you have to go to like really be able to be like I'm gonna like? Do it. I mean, I think that's a good pace. Three honestly, times three week. times a week, yeah. kind of spaced out, mm-hmm. uh, because I think that it gives your. I don't know. I, I just think that's the easiest way to learn it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you do the intro, or if you want to just rip the bandit off and just go every day for a week, yeah. you can learn it. You know, I think that that's the like. Yeah, it's just about. And I, I will tell you that I have definitely spent times like where I'm about to go to bed and I'll be like, okay, what's the move? What's the next move? Okay, I, okay, I got this. Just <laughs> yeah. When I was younger, I did. I was like did dance and did cheerleading mm-hmm. and i can just vividly remember like grocery store aisles where you're just like practicing like the routine uh-huh. in your head like that's another fun part about the community house. too is that people would be like moving. you're yeah. waiting in line and somebody's like hey quick will you show me that one sequence you know <laughs> so that's idea yeah, i love I think it, that, it also that's sounds like this like flash dance movie of like everyone shows up <laughs> and like they're leotards and it's, like in the old ballet room and they're like Stretch coming in from like the bus and they have their tennis shoes on. They have to change it. Do you don't tell me pain? this. I'll show up to kidding? dance fix in my old leotard. You, you should. People wear leotards all the Do time. Do they? Okay. Yeah. I was just going to ask what There's all wear. kinds of outfits. Okay. There's like this, like, I, I don't know. I think it's really fun to see what everybody wears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Can I, I mean, and everybody shoes? brings a completely different style. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, it's just what your background so is, on. you know? Right. Right. I like, there was a couple of the instructors or maybe it was just like people that go all the time like regulars and you could tell this one guy was just like a gazelle beautifully like <laughs> moving your body and you're like no matter what i'm never gonna look like that <laughs> that's okay it's fine it's all right yeah see i i think it's the thing about it is i feel like i mean i felt the same way like sandy introduced me to lifting weights i had never lifted a weight in my life until uh-huh. i started working with her uh-huh. um and i didn't understand that like you could change your body shape yeah. <laughs> like i was yeah. like oh like i i'd it's always had like really huh? really sad arms <laughs> And then I was like, oh, my gosh, I can make myself look so strong. I like looking strong. Yeah. It's fun, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think that with dance, it's the same thing. Like, you right. just – you might think at this point because you've – I mean, I, I bet if you went every day for a year – not every day, sorry. Just if you yeah. went for a year, yeah. uh, you would think to yourself, oh, my gosh, I am so much more graceful than I thought that I yes, would be. be. I mm-hmm. completely agree with you. I am – constantly amazed at what the human body is capable of doing mm-hmm. like when you think you can't do something and then you do it and you're like how did that happen yeah like we can i truly believe that we can do a lot more and building on it is so fun mm-hmm. yeah i feel like that's the that's the appeal yeah for sure so do you are you do you lift weights now or would did you have like a little introduction um i yeah she's she totally introduced me um uh through her trainer uh-huh. and then I 
I was lifting weights a lot. I, mm-hmm. I do really, really enjoy it. I think I'll probably get back into it after yeah. this baby as well. But yeah. right now I'm just on this giant pause button, <laughs> which is fine. Honestly, yeah. like I right. really love sleeping. So, <laughs> But yeah, I look forward to it because I do. I feel like I was able to see these results that I had never really realized I could have. And then mm-hmm. and then I learned about like weighted stretches and I was like, wow, look, I can even be flexible. I didn't even know. I thought that I was like one of those people that had like a limited range of motion and then I I realized oh yeah you can combine them and then Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah that's awesome I know that's one thing I'm always working on is my range of motion I'm also kind of in this fixed mindset with it though I know Dr. Eric Nobby will tell me differently and (laughs) and yoga people tell me differently but I'm just like I think there's just a limit you know it is where it is yeah we're gonna keep I'm not gonna stop working on it I'm not gonna like you're gonna find that but that sweet spot and then yeah Tight, I'm tight. Did so, you, did Eric tell you about dance? Because he goes. Yes, yeah. he does. Um, <laughs> he, I know that he was going because of Jordan, yeah. his fiance, and um, Jordan's been on the podcast. Yeah, but now like, he comes well, without her, so he's yeah. he's That's fully awesome. committed. He said he when he was on the podcast too, he <laughs> talked about it and said he was hooked because he loved the mental challenge. Yeah, and huh. he likes to incorporate those types of movement patterns into his wow. fitness regimen. He likes to be challenge his mind and with his body, which I think is great. That's kind of where I got. Um, was really excited then when Dance Fix I knew was coming to Market Mouse because I was like, Eric talked about this and like, I want to go challenge myself. Yeah, that's I fine. can't wait to go. We had him I'll come to yeah. uh, the B to do a workshop with our managers. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, it was great. I, I feel like every, every physical job, job should have that kind that. of a incorporated. Yeah. I want to bring him back because he focused a lot on like lifting, lifting. and standing. And uh-huh. then now I'm like, okay, now let's talk about our wrists because a lot of our chefs are struggling with like you know you just do so much knife work and so much saute work so that is that that. i thought i saw that and i was like that is so again one of those things so obvious right you are doing a physical job Mm -hmm. you're doing the same movement patterns over and over again if you don't know how to move optimally that's going to create problems long term and like of course have someone come in to the to the to your workspace, your office, whatever it is, and be like, nope, this is how you lift yeah. from the ground or whatever yeah. it is. Well, and I think it's also something that, like, it's one of those things that changes. Like, it's yeah. funny how, like, I lift differently, like, regular things now than I would have, you know, a year ago. And I probably will, again, yeah. like, differently. And it's one of those things right. that, like, having someone who kind of, like, looks at you and says, like, okay, here's what you should do. He's a yeah. He's, yeah. like, a mastermind when it comes to being able to look at the body and, like, Oh, you're not engaging this one tiny muscle right here yeah, that you didn't I see know it. existed. See, yeah. look, right there, right there. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, move it. And you're like, I don't know how. <laughs> like, I Wait, can't tell my now. brain. Yeah. yeah, it takes a second. Oh, my gosh. So when we think about, you know, food that elevates our performance or helps support our performance and we think of working out and, and all that intersecting, when it comes to overall, you know, what does being fit mean to you? Huh. Well, um, I feel like a lot of my life kind of revolves around being like ready for anything and being yeah. able to just jump right into things. Yeah. You know, I think I, I actually have been thinking a lot of this as a as a mom of two. Mm-hmm. I have two little boys and like we are not a sports family. Like my husband also grew up dancing and, and he is an, he's a oh, gymnast. Cool. Yeah. And so like we just don't watch sports we don't play that many sports Mm -hmm. but i remember i have three brothers and my dad would play catch with me all the time and so 
I'm pretty good at catching things yeah. and throwing things. And good. I feel like <laughs> having a general aptitude for towards like being able to physically do pretty much anything yeah. is really mm-hmm. important to me. And mm-hmm. I think that's one of those things that like, you know, when you're able to um, – like I remember at one point doing pull-ups was really important to me because I was like, well, I should be able to do pull-ups because – I don't understand how you like. You know what also, I mean? Like, what if you are in a situation where you're hanging yeah, by something? I know and it's perilous below, and you have to pull yourself up. Exactly. And what if you can't? Surprise! Fall and die. You don't have that band to help you. <laughs> yeah, that I'd band. Be dead, actually, I didn't so. know about the band oh, until yeah. I had forced myself to learn how to do them. Yeah. But that was like a big. That was a big challenge for me, where I was like, I want to be able to do anything, and yeah. also like I want to be able to play with my kids and like yeah. actually like play with them, where like they don't. I don't get like tired trying to chase them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like pushing them a little, yeah. which is fun. And yeah. then, I mean, obviously, like, you know, dance and like being able to improve upon is a huge, a huge part of fitness for me. Yeah. So I, I think that having energy throughout the day, being able to do all of the physical challenges that come up yeah. are, are part of being fit for me. Totally. I and agree. having um, decent aim. Yes. I, <laughs> I love it. Do not. Yeah. I wouldn't be good at it. We're going to have to get You should just start practicing. Uh, yeah. Start practicing. You're right. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to have to have a group fitness class that comes up in Cincinnati that's all about throwing and practicing aim. Yeah, it can be for, <laughs> I, I feel like it's something that girls don't get a lot of. Mm-mm. Like, I, I was catch. I was lucky. If I, yeah, I mean, I don't think, I only, I, the only reason I can is because I had all brothers. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it was just one of those things that yeah. we did. Yeah. I know. I played like basketball. I played softball. And so I'm way better with my hands and my feet. Oh, my God. Speaking of, we, we did a workout with FC Cincinnati at Market Muscles and they brought out oh gosh I don't know what I was thinking I was thinking maybe we're just gonna do like there's gonna be ladder drills or like suicides or something and they're like oh no you're gonna play soccer I was like oh, oh I with have to the go team? to the bathroom like I can't do like I like, can't. just don't watch me yeah I'm like I can't do this I've never played soccer I, was uh-uh. like, well, I can't yeah I did oh. it for I like, just mostly ran, ball, I ran away him. from the ball and let other people do it but I do. I think that there's like something to those kind of those skill sets as well that feels. But yeah, you you don't want to lose it. Yeah, you know, that makes sense. We we need to go play catch, Kayla. Yeah, this okay. has inspired me. <laughs> All right, done. I also have catch a, I also have a personal dance. life goal that I always want to be able to do a cartwheel. Like, oh yeah, no matter oh. what age. Okay, I like that. That's a ground off, or just cartwheel. Um, uh, just a cartwheel. Cartwheel, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cartwheels are graceful. Yeah. Round yeah. off so you could hurt yourself. If yeah, you're really I, true. I was inspired because this. Older woman, I mean, she's probably like seventy-five. She was like, "I've always been able to do a cartwheel, and I can still do one now." And I was You're like, like, "Check that box okay, off well, every year. I, I can am, still do it. Exactly. I haven't every done one year, in a while, but need to try a cartwheel." Yeah. <laughs> okay, I like it. Well, we haven't we talked about jump roping, but I just wanted to talk about jump roping because you put up a story today saying you think you're the only one still. You're still so, jump I'm still doing it. Just I may have missed a few days. Okay, here and there, okay. but you're I'm allowed. still doing it. We're in the midst right now. Well, I say we. I don't know who else is with me. Anyone still out there? Um, of the June jump, jump rope, rope challenge. Oh, so nice. every day for the month of June, you jump rope for ten minutes. Nice. So it gets to be. It's very challenging. Yeah. Um, I think it for me. It's just my ADD of doing that for ten minutes. Yeah. It. It is. A, you had it kind of. And Chrissy can do it without time. stopping. You need like mm-hmm. a podcast turned up really loud in the background. Yep. I listen I, to music. Yeah. And I and I'm I listen to music. Do you go and up and down at, your drive. Well, you guys have a hill. I look at one. I do not move. I look at one spot continuously. <laughs> I don't take my eyes from one spot. A, a fence post in front of me. That's what I look at the entire time, and I just zone out wow i remember as a kid Too doing it i would go up yeah. and down the street like i would like move uh-huh. and go oh, yeah, and no, travel no. 
and I think I need to do that more. But yeah, try whatever works. Come find see me in Hyde Park. Just <laughs> skip and rope down. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, Franny, where can people follow you? The Sleepy Bee was it Sleepy Bee Cafe? We'll yes. Tag it, but yep. Sleepy, Sleepy Bee Cafe, Cafe on Instagram. I have a very I have a very unused Instagram mm-hmm. account mm-hmm. myself. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Do you, we didn't even talk about this, but you're also doing stuff for Aster, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we have a, a bar as well. Yeah. Yeah. Which I love. Thank so you. Good. It's so great. It's, it's so pretty. And great great. <laughs> I love it. Do you do the food there too? Yeah. I, okay. We actually just um, hired, we, sh- she has been our catering coordinator for a very long time, Emily Brandner. And she, um, she kind of morphed into the chef for Aster okay. because we have so many events there. Yeah, I see. Like that's I see actually all the time. our primary um, food up there is yeah. through events. So yeah. she she's cool spearheading space. that now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyone looking for a really little like bougie, trendy, cool space? Spot. Yeah, yeah. yeah we've, Posh. we've we've uh, we've definitely I feel like hit the nail on the head for like. If you're trying to go out someplace a little nicer, yeah. um, I, oh, I love it to I hang have, out for drinks or something. And yeah, then also we've been big and... into like rehearsal dinners. That's a big that's a thing we've been doing a lot of lately. That'd be a great spot. Yeah, for yeah. it's nice. It's yeah. really especially it's, when it's, it's beautiful, nice out. Yeah, you, you can, can open, open garage door, little yeah, yeah rooftop area. Yeah, oh, amazing. All right, well, guys, follow us at What the Fit Podcast. Me at Chrissy Grody. Slide into my DMs. Subscribe on iTunes, rate, review us, please follow us on Spotify. If you love listening to the podcast, tell your friends, tell your coaches, tell your trainers, tell the girl that's working out next to you at your workout (laughs) class that you're too afraid to talk to and then you have to give them a high five. It feels awkward. Just tell them to listen to What The Fit. And don't forget about our party, one year old party, Saturday, July 6th at Three Points Brewery, four to seven. A bunch of past guests are going to be there. We're going to be hanging out, having fun. So stop by. Thanks so much, guys. Woo. Yeah.